Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Classroom 2.0 Live session today, and we're so glad that you joined us after a brief hiatus today. I'm Kim Case, and I'm pleased to co-host today with Peggy George. We're going to be talking today about using Blogster EDU to organize and present content, and we're so glad that you have joined us. We had a brief break due to NEC and the July 4th holiday. And we have our special guest with Jim Dachos, who is with Blogster.com. Each week at the same time, we gather to discuss the technology tools and issues facing educators today. Our broadcast consists of a one-hour session that is recorded. The link to the full video, audio recording, and chat log will be posted to our Classroom 2.0 live site at live.classroom20.com. The topic each week is posted on the Classroom 2.0 live site so that you can be prepared to bring links, ideas, and tools that you'd like to share. And we post a newbie question of the week that's pre-announced so you can bring possible answers and solutions for those who are unsure of that tool. At the end of the show, we hope that you might share some ideas and some things that came to you during the show. Before we begin, I'd like to share some of the features that we're going to be using today in Illuminate. We'll be asking some polling questions, and my uh, whiteboard screen today is using the old um, format in Illuminate. As you can tell, we're using a new version of Illuminate, and it's a bit different. The um, polling uh, response, the check and the X are now by the blue door um, that are by the emoticons. You will still ring in and cast your vote using the green check and the red X, but those are now by the uh, emoticons. If you want to uh, speak during that part of the session, you'll still raise your hand and the hand has a little green arrow on it. And next to that hand with the green arrow below the participant window are two emoticons, the applause symbol and the thumbs down symbol. And then on the right is that blue door. And you'll click that blue door to indicate that you have stepped away. And right to the uh, left of that blue door is the green check and the red X for casting your vote in the polling uh, for the poll questions. And below those symbols is the mic button. When it's that time of the session, you'll click the mic button to begin speaking. And then when you're finished, you'll click the mic button to deactivate your microphone. And uh, make sure it's just like a walkie-talkie. And make sure that you uh, click your mic button to deactivate your session since we have a limited number of speakers. If you want to send a message to the entire room, you'll click, you'll type your message and then click the send button and make sure the words this room is visible in the chat in the drop down arrow. If you want to send a message to the moderators or to a specific person, you'll use the drop down arrow to make your selection. 
Moderators are able to see all private messages throughout the session, so keep that in mind when sending uh, messages. If you're not able to see all of the, um, the chat messages or you want to resize some of your windows, you're able to do that. Um, you will click View in, the, in your menu at the top of the screen. The layouts are sometimes locked by default, so you'll, you may need to click on the Layout Locked feature and uncheck that. And then you can click one of the uh, layouts that are in the Illuminate session, or you can resize them to fit your preferences or your screen. And we are offering closed caption sessions uh, features in our session today, provided by Tammy. And if you're interested in that, there is a blue CC up in our menu bar. All you need to do is click on that, and then you'll be able to see the closed caption text that is available in the session today, as well as in the recording. So please let your friends know and colleagues know that if they are hearing impaired, they can participate in our sessions, in the live sessions, as well as in um, view the recordings and participate that way. So please let them know that those that our sessions are available to them um, and they are welcome to join us and attend. Today we're going to be using some the whiteboard tools and we're going to be using the laser pointer. Sorry, my dog is helping me along today. And the, la the pointer, the laser pointer that we're going to be using today is the blue wand with the red sunburst. And if everybody could click on that laser pointer and then click on your location on the road map. Sometimes you need to drag your little sunburst over to the right a little bit as it kind of lands to the left. I'm seeing some locations in Australia, lots of North America places, and some in Canada. And we're so glad that you have joined us today. And normally Lorna Costantini is with us and she is in Canada. She had a prior commitment and couldn't be with us and we miss her. And uh, she'll be back with us shortly. Her daughter is getting married in the next coming weeks, so there's lots of things she's taking care of. And we're so glad that you've joined us today, wherever you are in the world, at night, evening, afternoon. And we thank you for spending your Saturday or Sunday with us. And now we're going to go on to the polling questions. And you're going to use the green check and the red X, which are by the blue door now. And the first polling question is, have you ever used Globster to create posters, images, or interactive web pages? If you have, please put the green check next to the blue door or the red X if you have not.
If you have ever used Gloucester to create posters, images, or interactive web pages, and we used to use Gloucester, and we still do quite often on our uh, live site just about every week to create the images for our web page. So I'll give you a few more seconds to um, to recast your vote with either a green check that you have used Globster and a red X if you have not. Okay, and it looks like the results are that 33% have not. And 54% of the group have used Globster today. And so those who have not used Globster, you're in for a real treat. Okay, let's go on to the second question. Let me erase those. Okay, second question. So are you learning about Globster EDU, the educational version, for the first time today? If you are, click the green check. And if you are not, click the red X. Okay, and I'll give you just a few more seconds to cast your vote. And it looks like 54% are learning for the first time today about Blogster EDU. And 35, I'm sorry, 54% are not. And 35% are learning for the first time today about Blogster EDU. And let's go on to the third question is, have your students of any age, whether they are elementary, middle, high school, college, whichever, your students created something using Globster or Globster EDU? If they have, <laughs> yes, I know, we're having our foundation repaired and so I'm babysitting the dogs, so. Um, if your students have used Globster or Globster EDU, please click the green check, and if they have not, click the red X. Okay, let me get the results. Looks like 65% of the group have not use Globster or Globster EDU with students, and 24% have used Globster with students. So hopefully that, after today's session, and you find out the features, that will change, and Jim's going to explain that to us. And now the newbie question, and we're going to have, I'm going to pass the mic over to um, Peggy, and uh, introduce Jim. Good morning, everyone. Are you hearing me okay? 
anyone can. Oh, sure, good. Peggy. That's great. We are really excited today to be able to learn all about Gloucester EDU from Jim Dachos, who is the education manager for Gloucester EDU. Jim has been involved with education for a long time, most of his career, and he previously taught seventh and eighth grade social studies in Maine, and he's also spent a lot of time in assessment development working with content experts and higher ed faculty. When we started using Globster to prepare images and posters for our weekly shows, and we saw how many of our colleagues were using these interactive pages on websites, blogs, and wikis, we knew we had to have a show to show this exciting resource with all of you. So huge welcome to Jim. Please feel free to add to this introduction and tell us more about your background and how you came to be a part of Globster EDU, and we're so glad you're here to explain this fantastic tool and give us some examples that were created both by teachers and students. So welcome, Jim, and I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Jim, we're not hearing you, so make sure that you click the mic button um, to go ahead and activate your... Hello? There you go. All right. Everyone can hear me now? Yes, we sure can. Good. Good. Good morning, and welcome to Glogster. Um, my name is Jim Dacious, and everyone mispronounces my name. It's uh, spelled like nachos, but it's like bodacious. But thanks so much for having me today. I am the education manager with Glogster, and I have nearly 20 years in the education realm as a former teacher in Maine, and also as a senior director with National Evaluation Systems, which is now part of the big conglomerate that we know as Pearson Education. I'm very excited to share Glogster with you today, and I'm sure that you will discover, if you're not already using Glogster, that our platform is creative, engaging, powerful, and lots of fun. So um, I take it you'd like me to start answering the question, what is Glogster EDU, and how can I use uh, them in my classroom? So I will begin there. Uh, question, uh, can I have my slides come up? Should I do that myself, or? You can. The arrows are in the top left um, of the whiteboard to advance. OK. I see that. There we go. So what is Glogster, and how can I use it in my teaching? Uh, as you will see over the next few minutes, uh, there are a lot of different uses for Glogster. It's a, as Peggy mentioned, it's a multimedia blog. It's a mini website. It's a multi-sensory wiki. It's a lesson planner and administrator. It's a way for students and teachers to creatively express knowledge and skills in an interactive platform. I can best describe Glogster in terms of a traditional learning tool like a book. Uh, it has a fabulous creative cover with lots of excitement and content hidden behind it. Glogster is being used all over the world in a variety of ways. And it makes learning in the process of learning more dynamic, more interactive, more in tune with students today, and more enjoyable. I'm going to uh, spend some time and uh, take you to a few glogs so that you can see uh, glogs in action, see glogs that are being used in the classroom or created by 
students in the in the classroom. So I'm going to do, um, hopefully slip away here and um, I want to be sure I'm doing this correctly the first time. I want to go to uh, a blog uh, now. Can I do that easily from here? Sure. You just click on the world at the top, the globe. Okay. And then enter the URL and click enter. Can you see those? Okay, I'm having some technical issues, which I was worried about. Okay. Um, huh. Jim, did you press enter after you entered the URL in the, the little box? Uh, no, I'm, I'm about to do that. Hang on just a second. Also, um, paste the link in the chat, and I can open the web tour for you, and you can continue. Okay, I'm sorry. No, not a problem at all. I'll go ahead and uh, put this one in here. Okay, are you all still with me? We sure are. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't the uh, connection didn't go to exactly where I wanted it to, but uh, we'll still work this out, I'm sure. So, as you can see, this is uh, this is the Glogster side, not the Glogster EDU side, and I apologize for the technical difficulties. On the Glogster side, there are uh, our blogs are. Certainly, a lot more available to the public because on the on the school side they are private. So I'm going to click on the blog that I was showing earlier uh, under the school category and let you all see that um, interactive blog that uh, hopefully will come up here in a second. There we go. I'm hoping you're all able to see this blog. 
And as you can see, it has some music uh, in the background. Uh, this particular blog has some some Bob Marley music. As you can see, this blog has some interactive characteristics. If you click on the individual pictures, you're able to see those pictures in, in a larger, uh, more zoomed setting. Uh, each of these kids is indicating how they love Glogster and uh, how they use it in the classroom. Uh, this was sent to us by an international teacher. As you can see, each of our students created these little t-shirts uh, indicating why they love Glogster and how they they use Glogster in the classroom. Uh, in addition, on this particular blog, this teacher utilized the uh, video component to uh, show the activity uh, to her parents and to the students. And if I were to click on this particular uh, indicator here, it would um, it would play uh, a video as well. Oops. All right, now I seem to have lost the uh, session. Hello. Oh, there we go. You all still with me? Yes. You can just start a new a new session. A new web tour. Okay. I'll go to that in just a second. To understand Glogster and its potential for education today, it's critical that one first realizes the opportunity available to all of us in this global education environment. All right. Are you all with me? Are you seeing the screen that I have up there? Okay, sorry. Uh, you wouldn't be here today if you didn't see the need and, the, and embrace the potential to expand our educational horizons. What's important for all of you to know is that Glogster was conceived to creatively, productively, and collaboratively to respond to the educational landscape and the needs of educators and learners today. In order to meet the needs of today's tech-savvy students, opportunities for growth and achievement are available for those educators and schools that are willing to meet the challenge head-on. Change is easily possible with the right tools to complete the task. And Glogster EDU is the solution for these issues. As you can see, I know a lot of there's a lot of chatter earlier before we started about Glogster and Glogster EDU. Here is our new domain name for 
for edu Glogster. As you can see, our new domain is edu.glogster.com, uh, whereas our other social networking site is glogster.com. Uh, we have created this new website with the idea of creating uh, a much easier access for teachers, for tech administrators, and et cetera, so that Glogster can be used, uh, Glogster EDU can be used, and Glogster can be blocked if that's an issue with schools uh, throughout the country. We're hoping that with this new uh, domain name that we can focus on the utilization and the adaptation of technology to create and to facilitate real meaningful learning experiences within the classroom. There are abundant opportunities to share and explore these powerful Glogster creations in either the classroom, the school, or even wider settings. Glogster can impact those who interface with the Glog. Gloggers have, gloggers have the ability to gain knowledge and skills and impart those attributes to those ex experiencing their Glogster creations. These statistics are all we need to know as educators to see how appropriate multimedia and interactive experiences are to students today. Kids are, are clearly using technology today to communicate, to socialize, and to express themselves. Here is another powerful and creative blog. Uh, this one is clearly dramatic and politically charged. And what you see here is the cover to an interactive and dynamic work hidden within our additional media and information. I'm going to again try to go to a uh, slide share with you uh, so that you can see this, the interactive nature of this particular blog. For some reason, I'm getting my links to create to uh, go directly to the blog. I'm trying to find. Um, Well, I'm going to back out of that and go back to the session. If I were to able to uh, link to this blog, and I apologize for that, you'd be able to see some interactive video and some audio and. Um, I'm going to move on to the next slide and then go to some slide share again at, at a different point. Again, I apologize for the technical difficulties. Uh, 
So what is Glogster? It seems like you get a different answer depending on who you talk to. Uh, what makes Glogster so attractive is its ease of use, its multi-sensory capabilities, its dynamic interactive platform. It also provides opportunities to express creativity, exhibit content knowledge, and have fun at the same time while keeping the textbooks on the shelf. Most users, including tech newbies like me, can easily learn the Glogster interface and create Glogs in about one half hour. Additionally, there are abundant ways to share creations and collaborate with others and educators and learners, which I will share with you a little later. For those of you who use Glogster or other Web 2.0 tools, and I know this was an issue that was being uh, texted about here earlier, uh, and this is where uh, it's paramount to all concern that security is, is an issue. This is where Glogster and Education Glogster go their separate ways. Glogster is a free-flowing public and social environment rife with real-life issues and drama. Glogster EDU, on the other hand, is safe and monitored by teachers. Until a few weeks ago, it was very possible to cross over from Glogster to EDU through some creative loopholes. These loopholes have been closed while we recently launched our new domain name, edu.glogster.com. In addition, we're going to publish information on our websites as to how to block Glogster without blocking Glogster EDU. This is a critically important step for all of us who are dedicated to the educational community. Glogster is more than a platform. It is most recognized for its interactive capabilities. Because we are in a results-based accountability environment, it is essential that, many, that any of our technology have the ability to identify essential knowledge and skills and to promote acquiring of that knowledge and skills. The Glogster platform easily creates learning assessment opportunities for those that need it. Glogster is being used worldwide by all age levels, subject matters, demographics, and has been gaining a great deal of usage within the nonprofit and marketing uh, sections as well. I'm going to hopefully try to link in again to some of my uh, blogs that I had available for all of us to see today. And I'm going to attempt that again right now. You can copy and paste the links, Jim. Okay. Um, and I do that where? In the, the web tour when you open the world. Okay. Did you want me to copy and paste the last one, the darker one? Yeah, if you could, that would be great. Okay. Okay, somehow I end up back in my slide again. Is that not playing for everybody? It's playing, but it's showing my, a slide rather than the... Okay. On my screen, it's showing the slide rather than the Darfur poster. Now I have it. Can everyone see this poster now? Uh, 
As you can see, this, this student who's 13, year old, 13 years old embedded some audio here up in the corner, uh, which is a song obviously linked to the, the issue with the Darfur refugees. In addition, uh, they have embedded some video. And you can see the video here uh, connected by this, this link. And hopefully, you'll be able to see the video. Can all of you see the video as well? So as you can see, this blog is very interactive. Uh, it has a lot of different dimensions to it. It's got uh, text. It's got graphics. It's got video. It's got audio. And it has certainly a powerful way of expressing this student's concern about Darfur and the, the issues uh, surrounding the Darfur refugees. So again, a, an example of a powerful blog that's created by students and uh, showing what they, they know here uh, in the classroom environment. I'm going to try to get to another um, student-created blog here. Anyone see this new uh, blog coming up? All right, this particular blog uh, is a is a blog indicating um, someone's knowledge of a particular author. And again, they've embedded text, they've embedded audio, they've embedded video, they've embedded graphics. And I'll let this one play through and let you uh, see the interactive nature of this particular blog. So there's some audio and some certainly some picture-based uh, representation of what this student has learned about this particular author in a presentation um, for a classroom assignment. 
Uh, again, they've put some video in. Certainly about the author of Artemis Fowl. And this particular student was great in integrating this content uh, into their blog. So you can see that this particular student was able to utilize the Glogster creation tools to indicate what they knew about this particular uh, subject area, the author, and was able to represent it in both text-based content, in picture-based content, also uh, in video and audio. And as you can see, with this particular tool here, uh, if there isn't enough room to utilize all of your, your creation with regards to text, you have the ability to scroll down and add more text to the, to the blog that isn't readily available and, and viewable initially, but you can use this tool here to add more text as you go along. Uh, the scrolling feature is particularly handy if you want to include a lot of text in the blog itself, and in this particular instance there was a lot of text involved. I'm going to uh, show you another student-created blog here, again, to indicate uh, the power of a blogster and the tools available. So if you hang with me just a second, I will hopefully do that a little easy, more easily than I had done here in the past. Uh, here's an example of a blog that was utilized for an English final assignment. And as you can see with this particular blog, they are again using the interactive capabilities of Glogster to do a uh, three-layered uh, book report on Huckleberry Finn, Their Eyes Were Watching God, and The Great Gatsby. Uh, here, this, this individual, if I were to click on this particular picture, it would take you to a link to some additional information about The Great Gatsby. And there are, again, these are, these are indicated in the, uh, the links that are provided at the ends. This, again, this individual had a lot of text to describe their particular book report assignments. And down below, again, uh, with the ability to link to other information and other uh, ancillary uh, helpful uh, text and video and audio based uh, references for this particular assignment uh, for an English final assignment uh, at the high school level. So you can see again the interactive capabilities of Blogster, the abilities to use text, to use graphics, to use pictures, and certainly to use uh, audio and video components uh, in a, a, uh, an interactive blog environment. I'm going to talk for a few minutes about 
uh, teachers and how teachers can use GLOGS uh, in the classroom. The examples that I've shown you uh, up to this point have indicated uh, or given you certainly a reference to some of the, the uses by students in the classroom. But I'm going to show you here how teachers use GLOGS in the classroom as well. And again, if you bear with me for a second, I will hopefully be able to bring up that information here as well. Well, here is a teacher's wiki. Uh, this, is, this particular wiki belongs to Tracy Blazowski, one of our first Glogster ambassadors. And as you can see here, she has utilized it uh, in a classroom setting to provide information to students, to classrooms, uh, to her classroom itself, and also to the, the home, to parents. Uh, again, she has utilized uh, different interactive tools. Uh, in this particular blog, Tracy has provided uh, valuable information not only to her students but also to her uh, to her parents. Uh, if you were to click on this uh, area here, you would get her schedule um, for her first grade. Obviously, she has a link to her email address, uh, some information um, about the nuts and bolts of first grade. Click here, you'll learn more about lunch and recess, and folders, and other opportunities for the kids. Uh, a click on this particular uh, link here will show the weekly news and homework assignments for that particular week. So as you can see, this, this teacher, Tracy, who utilizes Glogster regularly, has provided lots and lots of resources for her students, for her um, parents to know what's going on in the classroom and can send this information home with the students uh, in the form of uh, a link to, this, her, to her wiki site and allows her, her parents to certainly become involved with what's going on in the classroom. I'm going to go to another site here um, which hopefully will provide more helpful information to you. This is another blog uh, created by Tracy Blazowski. Uh, and this is a particular uh, a blog with a lesson plan in mind. Here she is uh, helping her students understand caterpillars and how caterpillars are part of uh, their environment. Uh, here again, she's embedded this in her, in her wiki. And she is giving the students an assignment on uh, the Hungry Caterpillar Project. And again, on each of these GLOGs that she's created, you have the opportunity to click on various segments of the GLOG to see the interactive nature. In this instance, she has provided 
her students' blogs as part of her interactive uh, teaching blog. Uh, again, showing some of the activities that are available in the classroom and how she uses Blogster to, to utilize uh, the resources that she has available. So some, another example of, of how Blogster is used in the classroom and, uh, and how it can be an interactive environment for students to use uh, the tools that are available to them. All right, uh, back to my slides. Again, I'm sorry for the technical issues. Um, one of the uh, largest initiatives for us at Glogster um, is to create a complete toolbox of resources for all teachers to use directly uh, on from our website. As you, many of you are aware, we have recently teamed with TinyPic for pictures, SchoolTube for videos, uh, Animoto for slideshows in an effort to, to provide safe partners for all of our blog creation activities. Additionally, we're working on partnerships with other Web 2.0 platforms in the education space. And without providing specific names uh, prior to our confirmed partnership announcement, it is safe to say that we are endeavoring to establish one-click relationships with voice and audio tools, animated avatars, wiki companies, uh, graphic tools, primary source document providers, and other uh, critical partners whose products will supplement what is already available from Glogster. It's important for us to provide educators with a complete toolbox of creative products and services. Uh, we are making these partnerships with privacy and safety of our students in mind. In addition, uh, Glogster is being utilized to meet school, district, and state requirements for attaining the knowledge and skills required. Blogs are providing multi-sensory elements to student portfolios. They are being used to uh, create powerful differentiated instructional activities and for providing students with, divert, with diverse learning styles the opportunity to show what they know using text, graphics, pictures, audiovisual, and other diverse modalities. Additionally, educators are using blogs to demonstrate knowledge through traditional and non-traditional assessments. In Pennsylvania, for example, teachers are using blogs for students to demonstrate performance in state-mandated graduation requirement activities. In Ohio, teachers are using blogs to demonstrate proficiency in science strands and uh, knowledge and skill requirement areas. Teachers can register up to 200 students in each of their online classroom accounts. We offer quick turnaround on new initiatives and projects and are always ready to listen to suggestions offered by the educational community. Uh, this is a slide showing our command central for teachers to view and monitor their activities. Again, our hope and our new web domain is provided so that the 
teacher can have a virtual a virtual environment with her students or her his students in a in a safe and creative uh, environment. Again, this is Command Central. It shows you uh, all of the teacher activities uh, and all of the student activities uh, within one site. As you can see, teachers from all over the world are utilizing Glogster, uh, are understanding its, its capabilities. And it's difficult to find a single educator that doesn't love what Glogster offers to them and to their students. Again, on the student side, there are many creative ways that students utilize the Glogster capabilities to respond to classroom assignments and to, uh, to meet the needs uh, of today's educational world. For the most part, students have an opportunity to have a fun, expressive, uh, individual, creative, and skill environment in a safe and secure in, in way. Through the interactive platform, Logs allow students to explore topics that they might have been less interested in, provides multi-sensory activities, encourages collaboration with other students, and are always available if you want to edit or update them. All these attributes can facilitate better and more productive learning relationships than text-based instruction could ever provide. You can see here some of the comments that we get daily from the students who use Glogster. Here are some additional examples of, of, of uh, student blogs in a variety of formats, science uh, area, these two here, uh, and certainly in, in the area of social studies or history. And certainly there are many, many ways in the music environment, uh, in the art environment, et cetera, for students to create blogs. We also have some things in mind for, for future enhancement um, for Glogster. I mentioned all of the powerful uh, tools that we hope to offer on our website. We also want to, at some point in the near future, uh, create a, a learning environment, a virtual learning environment, so that teachers can collaborate with other teachers, with students in their classroom, and with other schools uh, throughout the world. We are working on many uh, new initiatives, and we will have some, some additional iterations of Glogster for all of you to be able to utilize. And we certainly value your opinions uh, in making that all happen. We at Glogster really want to play a key role in creating virtual learning environments throughout the world to provide the vehicle to make learning lifelong, enduring, and accessible both inside and outside the confines of the classroom. Part of Glogster is in its true infancy stages. And once we become more accepting of our global educational landscape and less fearful of the occasional hurdle, the more powerful this learning network, which Glogster will help to create, will become. Jim, we're running out of time, and I wanted to ask you some of the questions that people have posted in the chat. Sure. Um, one of the questions has to do with some of the intellectual property rights and the copyright issue dealing with the commercial music. Mm-hmm. How is um, Gloucester addressing that, or are they? We, we are. It's in our terms of use uh, agreement that uh, we ask every every teacher that utilizes Glogster to understand. Certainly, 
Uh, it's important that everyone utilizes and understands the, the copyright issues that are available and, and, and need to be addressed. And we, we try to address that in our terms of use. Um, and also we are trying also to, to update that and provide more uh, of an interactive nature with regards to, I know there's a site called Creative Commons which deals with copyright issues and we are certainly working to make that all uh, more user-friendly uh, and certainly not violate copyright uh, laws at the same time. Okay. Um, and somebody else is asking if, um, what applications can embed, um, can embed in blogs? Uh, what applications? I mean, audio, video, those types of applications? Um, I just wrote, what applications can embed blogs? So I'm not certain um, what the person meant. I'm assuming, um, I'm thinking they meant, can the blogs be embedded into? Yes, uh, we actually have tutorials. Um, there are some tutorials in the links at the end uh, of the session that I suggest that you also check in, check in on. Uh, those links will provide you with some tutorials on how to embed blogs into wikis, into blogs, uh, and et cetera, so that we do provide um, some avenues for that to occur. And we will continue to update our tutorials so that that process becomes easier. Really, our goal is to have one-click access to, to blogs and to wikis, and we are endeavoring to partner with many of those uh, people in that space to make that more user-friendly from our site. Okay, great. That sounds awesome, the one-click access. Um, is the education version available to UK schools? Yes, it is. We, we have quite a, a large uh, variety of users from around the world, UK, from the UK, from Australia, uh, from Brazil, from, from all over the world. So yes, it is available. Um, and certainly it's edu.glogster.com. Very easy to sign up for a teacher account and uh, very easy to use. Great. Okay. And um, the youngest age that um, Blogster was used with students to create blogs? Uh, well, the you know the terms of use uh, say 13 years old, uh, which is certainly part of the mandated requirements. However. Uh, the teacher with younger students, as you saw with uh, Tracy Blazowski, who mm -hmm. uses it in her first grade class, you know, it's the responsibility of the teacher to control that environment. So then the teacher assumes the responsibility for the, uh, you know, the safe environment for their classroom. And that's all spelled out in our terms of use. But we have students using it from the first grade level to certainly the college level as well. Okay, and does it work well in all browsers? Uh, yes, I've, I've seen it work very well uh, in all instances. Okay, and will it remain free or will there be, you know, limited access and more features in a paid version? Uh, the answer to that is uh, we are definitely thinking about other um, features, other versions, uh, and certainly uh, depending on the, the level and type of uh, partnerships that we create, we are looking to have some real, real slick uh, 
uh, and easier to use methods. So we, we are we are thinking about possibilities of charging for for premium Glogster services in the future, uh, but we have yet to establish those uh, those ideas yet. Okay, and how do you register student accounts, and can they be personalized with your own username? Uh, it's very easy to do. Actually, we have instructions right on our website on how to do that. Uh, again, some tutorials to to follow. Very easy instructions. It's it's pretty simple to do. Um, you just go to to uh, create your account, and you can do that in a number of really quick and easy steps. Okay, and I believe I saw the limit where of student accounts was two hundred. That's correct. Okay, great. And if people have further account um, passwords, can the passwords be personalized? We are working with on a lot of new changes that we should be ready to release uh, by this, the next uh, this upcoming school year. There, there are some. Some classrooms uh, or some schools in the country that utilize Glogster in every one of the classrooms, and teachers seem to be concerned about students not remembering passwords uh, anything about that. So the goal is to try to create uh, a more teacher-controlled environment for passwords. So if a student is using Glogster in history, uh, science, math, and arts, that they may have one single password to get into their Glogs that can be controlled in that particular school. So it's again suggestions that we've been getting from our users, and we certainly want to be able to uh, meet the needs of the users. Okay. Um, one last question is: Will the um, if you already have a regular account, can that be easily transferred into an educational account, or just would you need to sign up a separate account? Well, our concern, uh, Kim, is that one of our big initiatives here has been to create the education environment. Certainly, Glogster EDU sprung out of Glogster, but you know they're they're to totally different animals. The Glogster environment is free, open, and public, whereas the Glogster EDU environment is controlled and private. And I would suggest that if, uh, if blocking or other issues are concerned with teachers, that they utilize the EDU site and perhaps set up a new account within the EDU environment, um, so it's it's safer, it's safe and secure for them. Okay, great. And Jim, if you would uh, put your email in the chat in case people have further questions, um, um, I'll bring that up here in a second. That'd be great because we're gonna. Go ahead and wrap things up, and we're so grateful that you came um, and that you had um, spent time with us today, you and Andrew. And if you have a few minutes, we can, you know, continue this after the formal closing of the show. And we understand that people have to go, um, but this was great, and people are really excited about Blogster, and we just love it. We use. Blogster all the time, and, and a lot of our um, graphics, and just about every week we use Blogster to create our graphics on our live website. And so we're just really excited to have you on our show. So thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks um, so, so much as well. Again, I'm sorry for the. A few technical glitches. I hope you all were able to get the information that you needed. And I'll be happy to stay on for additional questions.
Great, definitely, definitely. Don't worry about the technical difficulties. We have them quite frequently ourselves, um, so not a problem. Um, I also want to share with everybody about uh, the Future of Education, another new community that Steve Arcadon has started. And next week, on July the 16th, Thursday, at 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern, um, Steve will be hosting another interview with the authors of Liberating Learning, Technology, Politics, and the Future of American Education. And coming up soon, uh, Steve will be hosting interviews with John Sealy Brown, David Thornburg, Clay Shirky, and Douglas Rushkoff, as well as there'll be sessions on School 2.0, Homeschool 2.0, and student-generated e-portfolios in the EU Classroom Collaboration Program E20. And those will be exciting interviews that will be coming up. Uh, so stay tuned uh, for more details and specific dates and times. And next week, our own, June, uh, on July 18, Tammy Moore will be showing us how to create interactive content and illuminate. And this will be fantastic uh, for those who have been in our sessions, as well as those who are interested in hosting sessions and um, illuminate for Learn Central and hosting them in your own uh, sessions and training sessions and so forth. She does fantastic stuff other than the closed captioning features. So um, whether you are just a participant or whether you will be hosting your own sessions in Illuminate or in other um, different online learning um, platforms, you'll definitely want to join us because she does fantastic, really creative, inter interactive learning things. And you can use these on the whiteboard as well as just or in specific e-learning platforms. It's really fantastic and you won't want to miss that. We also have our Classroom 2.0 Live Beagle group, so you're going to want to make sure that you join that group if you haven't already. Just a reminder to do that so you can um, share links with us as well as um, receive the links and, and information from us. And I'm going to go ahead and get the survey link. And we hope that you'll take just a few minutes to complete the survey uh, to let us know things that you're interested in, how you thought today went, as well as um, give illuminate some information on the platform in here. I'm going to go ahead and post that link on the whiteboard as well as in the chat here so that you can um, access the link from the chat, from the live session, or the recording. And please give us feedback and let us know some topics that you're interested in. We are so gracious. And I apologize for mispronouncing your name earlier. For um, uh, Jim Dacious has uh, joined us today, and his colleague Andrew from Globster, and Steve Hargadon, who is our founder of Classroom2.0.com and TheFutureOfEducation.com. Thank you so much to everybody who participated today and um, asked questions, made comments, and so forth. And of course, to Illuminate for providing this forum. And if you would like to uh, ask a question to the, uh, Jim or Andrew, 
please um, click on the little hand with the green arrow and we'll give you the microphone. Or you can type your question in the chat and Jim or Andrew can field the question and answer or respond or share a link to your question. Or if there's anything else that Jim would like to share that we didn't get to share during the regular session, I'm going to try and go back to where we left off. No, I've pretty much gotten to everything I needed to. Great, great. Andrew? Um, be happy to take any questions, however. Andrew, you have my capabilities if you would like to share with us. And Mary, you have the mic. Mary, if you would like to um, ask a question, you have the mic. If you would like to um, go ahead and speak, just click on the mic when you're ready. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, sure can. I was trying to do the the student accounts, and when I log on to my account, as, as an educator, I can see my account, but I can't see how I get 200 student user accounts. And every time I click on the link, it just throws me to my profile. I don't see where I can change that. Uh, have, you, have you contacted, contacted Blogster and got your, your account, account set up? Well, yeah, my, my account is set up already. It, it changed it over to EDU. Do you have to contact them, email them separately? Yes, you yes, can do, do that. Okay. Thank you. Does anybody else have a question? Or Andrew, would you like to share or add, add to what Jim has shared today? Sure. It, uh, can folks hear me now? We sure can. Okay. I was just going to say that uh, you know one of the taglines that you saw in there is "Glogster is yours," and uh, we mean it. We take it very seriously. And that, that tagline really means that you know we want the product, we want teachers and, and folks that are using the product to be very actively involved in how the product develops uh, far into the future. So we have forums, we have uh, you know programs like we're doing today, and a variety of other uh, speaking engagements, and 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 we're we're surveying our audience uh, on a continuous basis. We really. Uh, take it very, very seriously um, in terms of the product. So we've, we're getting a lot of feedback, and we're trying to incorporate as much of that feedback as we can into the product. And so we have obviously a long list, and we continue to get a lot of folks that are, are sending those things to us. And we're trying to prioritize that stuff. And 
one of the biggest priorities, of course, as Jim mentioned uh, several times, is to really is to separate the two businesses. So edu.blogster.com, if you type it into your browser, it will go to our edu page right now. Uh, there will be instructions, and I'll know in the coming days, or we will know in the coming days, uh, a more uh, specific date as to when technology folks will be able to separate those two businesses and unblock the EDU side and block blogs2.com. So uh, I, Jim and I should, should know within days uh, uh, as to what the date will be on that. And uh, it'll be very clear step-by-step -step instructions for technology folks within schools or districts or towns or whatever it might be that, that, that want to uh, take advantage of separating the, the technology. So, so I just wanted to say that in, in, in summary. If anyone has questions, my email address is, is similar to Jim's. It's andrew.connolly, and I can if, if the moderators can pass that information on, andrew.connolly at blogster.com. We also have a phone number. Uh, it's 888-GLOGS4U. So it's a, a vanity number. It's G-L-O-G-S, the number 4, and the letter U. So 888-GLOGS4U is a number that can ring in. And you can talk to myself, or I can pass folks along to, to the right people. So just wanted to make sure people kind of understood that Glogster is yours and that we're very reachable and, and uh, we very, very much appreciate everyone's time today. Great. Thank you so much, Andrew. Does anybody else have a question that they would like to ask? You can type your question in the chat or um, you can let us know and click on the hand with the green arrow and then we can give you the capability to use the microphone and ask your question via the, your computer microphone. Tammy's asking a question about embedding into Moodle. Can you have the microphone if you wanted to ask your question about embedding in I've, I may already have the answer. One of the other participants in here said that they've, they've embedded into the PB wiki. Um, the main thing I was wondering about, it's so visual, which really can make it nice on a main course page for a Moodle. So my, my concern was that it would fit in the three-column version. So I was wanting just to be sure that it could resize to the amount of space that's given at the target site. Andrew, you want to take that question? I don't, I'm not sure that I know the. I know it can be resized. I'm not sure how it's done. Yeah, sure. Can uh, folks can hear me again? It's. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm doing this right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. So the uh, any site that will accept HTML code for embedding uh, media, a blog can be embedded. And when you look at the code, so you can take the code from a blog and you can paste it into wikis. And if, if Moodle, um, I apologize, I don't I believe Moodle has the capability to accept code, so you can take the code and embed it. 
within the code there is a size. Uh, so you'll see uh, 1300x by 960. And you can actually go into the code and change that size. So uh, that particular size fits really well with wikis. And that's why when you take the code and move it, it shows up very cleanly. But if there is a site, any site that accepts HTML code, when you look at our site and you move it over and paste it, you can change the size uh, right in the code. So if anyone you know, takes a blog and moves it over somewhere and it's too big, you can go into the code and resize. And then if you have trouble doing that, just give us a, a ring and we'll help you out. Great, thank you. Carlos, did you have a question that you wanted to ask? I've been trying to. Go ahead, we can hear you, Carlos. Oh, um, I've been trying to, to set my profile on my know if I need to do the student cards right now or do right even after. Sorry, there was a bit of background noise. Can you ask her a question again? Yeah, I couldn't hear the question. I've, I've tried to set my profile, and I would like to know if I can set the student accounts right after I've done all these. But I looked at it straight away. Having trouble hearing the question. Can you type your question? That's a good idea. Yeah, I do that. That's better. Mary, if you have a question, you you have the microphone. You can ask your question. Okay, my question is still about the student account. Um, when I try to email it under my account that I have set up for education, it shows it won't let me. It shows that some I've already used that name, so I can't email them to set up your 200 users. So should I have done that when I first set up the account, which I didn't know about at that time? Uh, I can answer that. When you are supposed to submit the number of students when you first register, but if you did not, then I think the best suggestion would be to uh, email me and give me your own ID and password and let me know how many students you want. And I will go back to uh, our folks and and we'll set it up. So when you first register, you enter that amount in and then we email you the IDs and passwords of the number of students that you gave us. So if you gave us 10 student accounts, then you would get an email from us. If you did not get that incoming email with the IDs and passwords, then perhaps it wasn't done in the original registration and we can take care of it.
So would you suggest that they just go ahead and select that they need 200 students when they first sign up? Yeah, I, you know, you can do that. It, it, well, I guess the downside of that would be, you know, you're going to get 200 IDs and passwords um, right off the bat. Um, it would, you know, if you, I, I believe that you probably should do a little bit north of the number of actual students. Let's say you have 25 students, maybe do 30 or 40. Um, you know, ask for 30 or 40 students. We'll get them to you right away. Uh, if you need more, it really should not be an issue for you to get more from us. And, and I've heard on some occasions where there's been technical difficulties or, or those type of things or communication difficulties. But uh, you should be able to, once you've set up account, very easily come back to us and add more accounts. Okay, Carlos was asking, does he need to set the students' accounts at the I moment of creating his profile? I'm sorry, uh, I didn't. Did he type in his question? I'll, I'll look at it now. Oh no, he he did. He just did it um, to moderators, so I'll copy it. Okay. That was his question about um, needing to set the student accounts at the moment of creating the profile. Yes. Yep. The answer to that is yes. If we need to know how many students, so we can create passwords for each of the students when the uh, when he's creating his account. Yeah, the registration page has a clear indicator on it, uh, drop down that, that asks for the number of students. Mary, did you have a follow-up question, Mary? I was just asking for the email address for that. I didn't know if it was posted. Andrew, can you type your email address in the chat? Yes, I'll do that now. And that way, I'll, I'll make sure it's uh, taken care of. Oops, sorry, didn't realize my mic was on. Um, my question was, since we set up specific accounts for students, how does it work whenever you have the next year's students come in? Do you just rotate the same number of students? Do you just move the passwords? And I was just curious, how, how do you move from year to year? Uh, yes, Good question. You can you can do it either of the two ways you suggested. Whatever is easier for you. Any other questions that I might have missed during the session? Or um, that you might still need to um, okay, I'll get the survey link. That's the link to the survey. And Peggy, you had a couple questions about uh, how can you Blogster and an email like Animoto did? I'm not sure what Animoto did. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I understand that question either. Uh, in terms of the student accounts carrying forward, you can you can uh, make a request to change uh, your accounts to new students, or you can keep them the same and carry them forward. Okay, are there any uh, further questions from anybody before Jim or Andrew uh, leave? Can parents use the tool too? Certainly. We have a lot of parents using the tool. We also have a lot of uh, home educators, homeschool folks using the tool. I saw the Animoto link, and you can certainly, anyone could recreate a blog in a similar fashion to that if you wanted to. Yes, I think if that's the answer to that question. You know, we have a lot of folks who use blogs themselves as a personal newsletter or communication device that no problem as long as you share the link to the blog in Twitter or, or an email or any other fashion uh, you can link over to that blog and the, the contents of that blog can be just about anything you want. Newsletters, we've seen them to promote particular events, we've seen them to promote contests, we've seen them in a variety of different ways. Anybody else have any other questions? Go ahead, Tammy. Um, I could I could see definitely that the blogs that are created in a public site will probably be embeddable anywhere. Just wanted to double check that when the students make their blogsters in the more secured site at EDU, I was just making sure that could those still be embedded in sites outside of the EDU site, or will they be blocked because of that more secure setting? Uh, 
No, they, it's the teachers. The teachers is in the control uh, module to determine what gets released and what is secure. Uh, you can see that most of the glogs I used in this presentation were actually from our Glogster site because there are certainly hundreds of thousands of them out uh, on our site. Uh, the teacher then determines on the ed education side whether to release the glogs created by their students or not. And they certainly do that, as you saw from uh, Tracy Blazowski sent uh, her glogs home to her, her uh, parents. Uh, and yes, the, the short answer is yes. Teachers can release them to the public environment. On the main site, there is a public button and a private button. You'll see those buttons in the education side, but the public one does not work. It's uh, the glog will be created in a private. It can only be created privately, and the only way to share it is a link to the glog. And once you do that, then it's out to the people that have that link. Mary, did you want to ask a question? Yes. If you have a blog and like you have about five different blog pages set up, if you send out the link to that one blog page, can they access all of your other blog pages? Will those become public? No, you determine which which blogs you want released. You you create the link for that specific blog. Okay, thank you so much, everybody, and thank you, Jim and Andrew, for staying over and ask, answering questions for us. We appreciate your time, and join us next week uh, with Tammy for um, interactive content in Illuminate, um, and you can use them in any e-learning platform, and I'm sure on interactive whiteboards as well. So thank you for staying with us, and we'll see you next week at the same time. Thank you, Jim and Andrew, and everybody for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Kim.